why did you think I I stole your charger back in? Oh my god! When was it? 2011 or 2012? I knew you were gonna bring this up. Um, I had to. I mean, I got I you. I got you now on my podcast. Why? Why did you think I I stole your? This is an iPhone 4s charger, or a four? I think it was an iPhone four. That that's how long ago this was. You know, um, I still don't know what happened to that charger. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> this is episode 11 of Thinking Twice, a post-grad live podcast from a multicultural lens. I am your host, Jesus Aleman. In today's topic, we discuss first-gen students. We're joined by my friend, Crystal Martinez, via Zoom, as we discuss this, this topic. It's, it's a great topic. Um, school's back in action. For most of us, for some of y'all, actually, I'm not, I'm not part of it, <laughs> but school is back and it's going to be a tough year because it's a virtual semester from what I hear. So good luck to everyone. Hope you guys do good. Remember, remember your goal. And it's just one semester. Hopefully things will get back to normal soon, but focus on your goal and let's get this bread. <laughs> uh, this, this is a fun episode though. I, you know, if you know anybody that's a first gen student, an incoming freshman or, you know yourself whatever listen to this episode keep it in the back of your pocket it's a great one because we we uh my friend crystal shares all these tips and uh we discuss some of these barriers and uh you know challenges that first gen students face so maybe you could relate maybe you're going through something and and maybe this could be a way to for you to find guidance so take a listen take some mental notes uh there might be a pop quiz at the end no, there's no pop quiz at the end, but no, it could be helpful one day or it could be helpful to someone. So if, you know, share it and, uh, hopefully you guys like it. Hopefully y'all, you know, take something out of it. Uh, let's see. That's right. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at thinking Two pod. Uh, well, we're really just on Instagram and Twitter, but yeah, make sure you follow us, follow us, our hash or our username or our at is at thinking the number two pod thinking the number two pod i mean it's uh it's pretty chill you'll get the latest news and latest updates on the podcast not only that but on twitter we just started this whole thing called uh monday rankings <laughs> and it's it's really random we do it every monday just you know something to get the the monday blues out of the way but you know it's it's just we just rank random stuff. And when I say we, I mean me, I, Jesus, <laughs> I, I rank random stuff. So I think when I first started it a few weeks ago, I did, uh, I don't know what Mexican beers. And I gave you my top five beers, uh, the week before that I did, or the week after that, I'm sorry. I did, uh, Will Ferrell movies. I love Will Ferrell. I ranked, I gave you all my, my top five. And then, uh, this week I think we did sodas. I don't drink a lot of soda, but well, when I do, I have a specific soda that I like. So if you want to figure out what soda I like, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Thinking2Pod. Before we bring in our guest, I just want to talk to you about Flip Finds. Flip Finds is a vintage boutique based here in Houston that has men and women 80s, 90s, and even early 2000s fashion. 
follow them on Instagram. That's going to be the best way to reach them on Instagram at F-L-I-P-F-I-N-D-S-S-S at FlipVines, three S's at the end. And uh, their Instagram is pretty is pretty dope, honestly. They have the latest fashions. They show some of the best vintage collections out there for men and women. And they also give a lot of great tips, a lot of uh, a lot of great tips for for shopping or for dressing and all that cool stuff. So it's a win win. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's an online store based out of here in Houston. Uh, Flip finds they're out there. You know they're trying to help you stay safe so you don't have to go out to the thrifts. They're going out there for you. Mr. Flip himself is going out into the trenches. He's going through all, all these thrift shops, making sure he finds the freshest gear for y'all so that all you have to do is just go on his Instagram or Depop and you could find your selection, put in your size, and there's there's going to be something for you there, right? I myself have already bought like five shirts from him. I, I keep going back. So my thing is, is I, I don't like shopping retail because like when I, when I go to Macy's or I don't know, you know, the, those departmental stores, I, I I can't find my size or I find something and then a month later, like I either got too skinny, believe it or not. Yeah, I lose weight sometimes, <laughs> but I like, like my weight, like my body fluctuates. Sometimes I'm like, like a, like a large, sometimes I'm an XL. I don't know. That's why I don't like buying like expensive brands. I'd rather just go to flip finds. He hooks me up and, uh, yeah, follow him on Instagram at flip finds. That's three S's at the end. All right. Our next guest, Crystal. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Actually, it's still summer out here. Hot. <laughs> Super hot. I was gonna go for a run and yeah, yeah it's too not much. doing it today. <laughs> it's so hot. Has it been really hot in San Antonio? It has. It's like a hundred, a hundred and two, but it feels like a hundred and six or a hundred and ten or something. Jesus. Wow. I'm inside, but from uh, what I could feel yeah. when I was outside. No, yeah. It, it's, at least you don't have this uh, Houston humidity because it's... Yeah. How, how is it over there? It's not too bad, but uh, you know what? To be honest, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm inside most of the time too. So <laughs> I, try to, I try to stay away. To be honest, I try to stay, I try to stay away. Uh, like, I try to stay inside. If I don't have to go outside, I won't go. <laughs> you know, I do go outside when I have to, like, throw out the trash or, like, go get the mail. But that's pretty, other than that's that, pretty- I'm inside, too. <laughs> <laughs> Working from home has been, been different, but adjustable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is uh, UTSA making students uh, go, to, go to class this fall, or are they doing virtual there it's like a hybrid um some are going on campus with safety measures um and then but for the most part everyone is pretty much online my department's online thankfully until december until we get right more um, of a notice of what's going to happen in the spring but for the most part my uh my preventors they're going to be working virtually as well so that's nice for them yeah that is nice well, you kind of um, previewed here what you do for, for a living, but uh, for everybody that doesn't know you, let's do a quick introduction. So just kind of, you know, where you're from, where you're currently living, your alma mater, major minor, in your case, you also went to, you also went to grad school, so that would be nice to know. And then just your career field and your role. Okay, yeah. Well, 
Thank you for having me. My name is Crystal Martinez. Um, I currently am living in San Antonio. I'm from San Antonio. Um, recently bought a house this year. Hey. Um, I made some <laughs> big moves. <laughs> it's been a goal of mine, so I did that. Um, yeah, I went to Texas State in 2010. To graduated 20, uh, the end of 2014 um, with my bachelor's in exercise sports and science and minor in communication and then um, took a semester off and then went straight into grad school for a year and a half at UTSA. Um, I got my master's in educational leadership and policy study in higher education. So currently I'm working at UTSA as a program manager for the first gen and transfer student center and I've been there for a little bit over two years. Yeah. Wow. But I think in higher ed, I've been working in higher ed for a good four years now. Yeah. Um, started to say just like as a grad during my grad program, and then I worked at Oklahoma State University for almost a year. So that was a, a good experience, but definitely, definitely when this job came um, to play, I kind of took the opportunity and came back. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was a kind of switch though from exercise sports science to higher education, huh? Yeah, well, um, you know, I wanted to do teaching and coaching, um, either middle school or high school. Yeah, I did, um, I did do, I did sub while I was in grad school. Um, I did take my exams, PPR, all that, but I don't know, I just kind of really liked higher education, so I, I found what I was passionate for and helping students, helping others, and I just felt like this was my calling and what I was supposed to be doing in life and I do coach on the side though I um, I'm a club volleyball coach so I've been doing that as my fifth season so coming up so yeah, the cool. pandemic kind of slowed it down this right. season but it's okay we're we're gonna see what happens this next season virtual volleyball <laughs> I don't know about that that's a little hard <laughs> No, that's, that's great that you find your passion. It just comes to show you how sometimes you have intentions for one thing and then you end up doing another thing. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's get into some current events. Uh, so right now there's a lot of music going on. Uh, I, I really, I, I would like to get your, your take on, on Cardi B's uh, new song, uh, WAP, W-A-P. <laughs> Well, um, last you, weekend it was blasting in the car. Yeah, are you a fan of Cardi B? <laughs> I love Cardi B. I think she is. Um, at first, when like when I first heard Borakello, I was just like, "What is this?" But she grew on me, and over the years, she just has such a like such a good heart, and you know, she she really is a smart woman. I feel like, and she she's very much into like politics and stuff if you really get to know um just from social media not like not like i'm not, friends not with to, her, not, <laughs> not to know her personally like, <laughs> right not personally but like i you know i follow her on on the gram and um i really like her and megan the stallion right now i think they're just killing it with women empowerment and sounds kind of weird but i think they're just killing it right now like such such um just like yeah, just women empowerment. But yeah, I like that song. It's a little, it was a little much, the unedited version, but yeah. then it's grown on me. So I like wow. it. Wow, that's, that's really, so you, you think it is empowering for women? I mean, there's 
yes yeah yeah I, I feel like there's just so like double-sided with when it comes to like lyrics and male right. using lyrics and women using lyrics and um yeah sometimes there's just like that double standard but I mean do what makes you happy sing what you want to sing <laughs> do it <laughs> I would agree I, I don't have a problem with it at all I actually I don't it only bothers me because my roommate has been playing it over, over, over. It, it already annoyed. The song annoys me because of him. But the song itself, it's great. I, I liked it. I listened to it a couple of times my first time. And honestly, I didn't like feel like I didn't felt it's a little vulgar. Uh, yeah. But then, then, but you know, it's I've, I've heard, you know, songs like, you know, like Lil John's. What is that old song? Um to the window, to the wall, yeah. you know, like shit, shit like that, you know, so, so I'm, I'm like, it's not that different, um, and I do think that, I don't know, yeah, I mean, it just, it, they rap from their perspective, and it's, uh, that's their style, that's who they are, and I don't think it's, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I mean, yeah, I, I think also the beat plays a good part in it, I like a good beat in a song, and that just is catchy. Yeah. That's good. What about, uh, have you heard uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake? Oh, you already know. <laughs> it came out this morning, I think. Yeah, last night, actually. Last night. I was up. You and stayed was up like, waiting for it? You know, I wasn't staying up. It just, like, happened. <laughs> yeah. How, how did you like it? I like it. Um, I thought the video was pretty funny. I like watching music videos, and I love music in general. So um, just being able to... I don't know. I'm excited for his new album. To be honest, I I'm like a diehard Drake fan over here. Yeah. How many how many times uh, name his first album? No, I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. You you were always a big. I think uh, people in our age group were were big. You know, we grew up with Drake. Uh, because he came out what like our senior year of high school. Yeah. Actually, fun fact. So I right. a little Wayne's concert in '09, and then Drake was barely starting off, and he actually brought him before he got big and yeah or whatnot um to to label but yeah so that was like the first time I saw him and then ever since then I think just it's just grown on he's just grown on me and I think I know like every song every lyric his concerts are awesome been to like four of them um, really I haven't been to one. yeah and I I actually accidentally met his dad in really Austin. yeah in 20 was it like during South by or what no, it was at um, it was at the Frank Irwin Center. Um, okay. We had twelve row seats, and that concert specifically, like, I don't know what happened. We just took the wrong, uh, the wrong um elevators, and when we went down, we actually went to like their ba- like the actual basement of Frank <laughs> Irwin Center, and like yeah. when the other door opened, I actually saw like Future walking by. And I was like, what the heck? And then, you know, they, it kind of closed and then we went up. And so I was in 12th row. I went to go get drinks. And it was like, it was during the time where like someone was performing. So like no one was at the drink station. And um, I had my phone like under my arm with two big old like beers. And I was just like, I turned around. I already had like heard a buzz that he was here somewhere. But I was like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah. so I like turned around. I was like, oh my God, that's Drake's dad. And the only reason <laughs> I know is because I followed him on the ground too. So but yeah, and I couldn't take a picture or anything. I was kind of bummed, but I did like speak to him like, oh my God, I'm such a fan. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you, you got to meet yeah. him. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But um, but yeah, that was like probably the best concert 
I've been to. And then also I went to the Houston one too with Migos. Wow. But, never I never been to one. I did however did like his video. Honestly though, it felt like a big uh ad for Nike. Cause mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. it was on their actually now I want to go to the campus. I kinda wanna visit it. I mean you're an athlete That's too, right? Like you cool. it like like I don't wear Nike for running. I usually wear Asics or New Balance, but I don't know. I'm gonna look into some Nikes. But that whole campus and facility looked amazing, so I wouldn't mind. And I, and I did like that they incorporated a lot of uh, black athletes. I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty cool, especially with with BLM going on. Like definitely, like this was I don't know. It was it was inspiring. A lot of talent on there in one music video. So definitely, I think um, the. The beat was really good as well, so it was, it was pretty catchy. So again, like I'm excited for this new album. Been waiting. Been waiting yeah, for you're waiting. Yeah, I'm just like, when is it gonna drop? I know it's <laughs> <coming> soon. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into our topic. Our so our topic today is first generational or first generation students. Uh, you're a first generation student, right? I am. Yes. All right. Well, let's begin there. So how was, uh, how was your undergrad and grad school experience as a first generation student? Yeah. So, um, well, my parents, you know, didn't go to college. Uh, my mom got her high school degree and my dad didn't finish. Um, so really besides that, I think I didn't really have anyone to like look forward to like, Oh, you know, what's this, what's college about or whatnot. Um, but I was just in the back of my head, like, you're going to go to college. You're going to do this and do that. I'm like, okay, like, sure. But as I was in high school, I think like, I already knew I was going to go to Texas state by my junior year. Really? Junior year at Texas state? My junior not, year. Not UT, not A&M, not tech? No, no, not at all. Um, I, you know, I didn't really apply to many schools because that was the school I fell in love with. So my high school, I went to a magnet school here in San Antonio called Business Careers, and they actually would take us to different campuses um, to go just tour schools. Like we went to UT, we went to UTSA, um, went to Texas State, and so, and then the, the Alamo College is here. And I was just, you know, shopping for schools and whatnot. And I don't know, I fell in love with it my junior year. And it was like, this is my school. And my mom was so mad I didn't apply to like UT or anything like that. Um, like I had like missed the deadline. She was so mad at me. But I'm like, that's, I love UT. But it was just like, that's not where I wanted to go. Like I wanted to go to Texas State. So, um, and it was 45 minutes away. Was it because um, it's a party school? Or no, I'm just, I'm no I didn't even think of <laughs> You know, I found that out later. And I'm just I, I did too. I didn't. I didn't think it was a party school, but yeah, like I had heard these like rumors on my end, like whatever. But um, really, I was just going because I fell in love with the campus for sure. Right. Um, you know, I I toured even like my junior year and then senior year just to make sure. And I just double tours. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Like this, this is this it? And um, because of my very first semester. I felt like it was really hard. So in, in high school, I was very active in sports and, um, you know, playing volleyball, basketball, track. And I was also in band and I was also in or- organizations and just very active. And a, a lot of um, teachers and stuff knew me, um, admins and stuff. But as I got to college, I just felt like that transition was r- like, it was really hard my first semester. I'm not going to lie. Um, 
I, you know, I, my coaches were like, oh, do you want to go run track? I could get you in. And I was like, no, I want to focus on my academics. And right. because, because I was first gen, I didn't know what to expect. I just knew like, this is going to be harder. It's hard. Like, that's all I need in the back of my head. Like, I need to focus. So I really, that first semester, one, I was having trouble back home with family. Right. And um, there was a point that I didn't even talk to my my family for like a couple months and so like that first semester was just super hard for me to transition um and it was just a really you know I didn't realize that like going from high school to college that there's that um like you could go through a depression because you are you're not as involved or whatnot and um you were you were really involved in high school I was very involved yeah and so I went from very involved to like not involved at all, like just focus on school. I'll go to school, come back to the dorm. I lived um, in Butler at Texas State, so down the hill. And um, Butler Hall. Butler Hall, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I I really was just going to school, focusing. Um, and then, like, uh, I, you know, I made friends, my roommate, and like we had a good group. I did play like flag football. I love flag football. Um, we played volleyball and basketball during that whole year, but definitely like it was just different. I I didn't know why. And um, was was it because like you were away from like the first time from from your I home? I think it was just a lot of emotions that, as being a first gen, like you just really don't realize that you could experience these different emotions. These away from your family. Uh, yeah. Um, not just that, but like I wasn't talking to my family, and then the lack of being involved made me feel very like alone right right at the time I I had a boyfriend and we would always hang out it was just different like and you know we would talk through it and and um he he didn't go to school with you right or did he yeah he did oh he was at Texas State yeah yeah um we didn't go like together but he was there and I was there. <laughs> <laughs> he just happened to be there. He just happened to be there. Did, did y'all meet? Oh, so y'all, y'all met in San Antonio, went to school together or, or met at Texas? In high school, yeah. Okay. So we had known each other for a good little while. And then um, some of my some of my high school friends had went as well. So it was like a good little group of us. And then, of course, we met other people in Jackson Hall and um, just some other halls that are there. Some around other, the area? Yeah, around the area. But um Going into my second semester, I think that that winter break, I just like, I just had a realization like, okay, I need to get involved. I can't just not do anything. So um, I ended up getting involved and I actually went to a lot of org fairs um, down the quad. You know, everyone's like passing out stuff. Like, right, join right. This, join this, join that. Yeah. And honestly, like my first semester, I was very nervous to go that down the quad because. Oh, it's really hectic there. It's. it's yeah it's hectic and it's very overwhelming like all these people are like looking at you and all you're trying to do is get from one point to the other point and it's just yeah, like, er, er, shoving flyers and just yeah trying to, trying to lure you in offering you exactly. snacks and so shit. i think my first semester i definitely avoided the quad um until the second semester i was like okay i'm a little bit better i can definitely um i could definitely do this so i ended up Finding Sigma Lambda Gamma and Sigma um, Lambda Gamma SLG. SLG. I found actually they found me. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, and, you know, I kept seeing them. I kept going to different, it was the quad first, and then it was like the student org fair. And then I went to some of their, um, their recruitment events. And I actually met Atalia and Effie there at one event. And I always tell them that they were like, I thought they were like sisters at the time because, you know, you don't know anything. And I, they, they gave me the mean, like they were wearing all black and I was just there trying to like have fun. It was like a Jersey Shore slash movie night or Jersey Shore night. Slash, oh like, man, night. Jersey Shore. And yeah, back when Jersey Shore was like. Was that like, like when they were in Italy? I think that's like when they were in Italy or. It, it was like, there was, I think it had just started in 2010. So everyone was like all about Jersey Shore. Yeah. Um, but no, like they gave me the, I always, I always make fun of like, make fun of that moment because I felt like they gave me like the meanest mean mug. I knew both of them. Uh, well, we had ATL on the show. I thought that was on the show, but I knew ATL and SB from our high school days. I didn't go to high school with them, but we would hang out a lot. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I could, I could see how that, especially like two girls from Houston, really intimidating, uh, or could look really intimidating. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I've never heard this before. <laughs> yeah, so like I always tell them, like, yeah, like, and and I guess vice versa. They thought also, like, who's this girl <laughs> kind of thing. But ever since then, um, I, I realized later, like, oh, these are my line sisters now. <laughs> yep. But yeah, just you know, just got involved and crossed. Um, spring 2011 and ever since then just it's been a, a really good fun experience during that time too I, I you know I tried going out for like the club volleyball team I was like I made it to like the third cut and then I got cut so I was like oh they wanted yeah. these taller girls but it was cool I think I had a really good experience and then just kind of um, really just Getting involved that way, and then um, the Multicultural Greek Council was pretty big. I, I was um, ended up running for president and did a lot of um, good things throughout that presidency and made a lot of connections, and I think that's the reason why I really liked higher education. Right. The experience, the able to go to different conferences and really expand on, like, leadership and um, I, I just felt like that really did help me grow as a person. I think SLG as well. Definitely. Um, too, a lot. Definitely. Um, that was a similar experience with me. I'm, I think my freshman year, um, you know, I didn't really talk to anyone. I didn't have any friends. And then the only friends that I did have were all dropping out of college. And then I had one friend, Jacob, who I mentioned before on the pod, like, like I, I remember looking at him and I'm like, dude, we gotta, we gotta do something, dude. Like we, you know, it can't be just me, you, and your cousin Rudy getting high and going to Harris and eating everything. Like we gotta yeah. do some shit. And I think that's when I found OD5. And I think uh, being being involved and and being uh, joining them, I think you know filled that hole of not being like not having family because they were all first gen students for the most part too. So I, I felt relatable to those guys. And then I think after I had that void filled, I I, I still needed more. I wanted to be more involved and I went out and I did a lot of other clubs. Uh, SACA, the student association for campus activities was what I did. I did that for two, two years and and I had a lot of fun with them. Like, yeah, that's awesome. I think getting involved if if you can, I think that's just, it gives you a lot of experience, Mm -hmm. especially you put on your resume and whatnot. And that's what 
future for that's you know you could definitely take that with you to like your first job interview or whatnot well i always tell uh, i remember when i would tell my guys uh when i was president chapter president and and uh even now as an alumni too what i would tell them is that you know when you get these jobs and and you know some of them ask for experience some you know some, sometimes it's a little crazy like five years of experience or two two three years of experience and what I tell them sometimes is like, dude, like some of the, like sometimes they just, they just want to see that you've worked before, that you know how to open Word doc and Excel and PowerPoint, that you know how to navigate through that. So joining these other clubs could fill in those voids. Like that's, that's experience right there. Like, you know, taking leadership roles on campus, like that's experience. And so, right. you know, and you know, being for Shin, I didn't really know that until like one of my sorority sisters who worked in higher ed kind of like was a is a mentor and, and still guides like you know still there and guides me and um especially during that time when i didn't really i was still learning and still you know you're still learning right. um but like definitely in that time she definitely helped me kind of help fix my resume especially with um when i was out of um out of my master's program especially or during that time i would say um after grad school but that was more like undergrad i feel like but during grad school was a different story i feel like um since i since i kind of took a year and a half to do it it was a faster pace and i was just always busy i had at 1.3 jobs and going to school full-time um thankfully SB again was there by my side <laughs> you know she was she had started her program um my life oh yeah she did you, both of y'all went to uh, uh yeah both you y'all say, were y'all in yeah, the same cohort or she was I'm sorry no so she was she was doing a different program in in the master's um in education but just a, a different program as me and um one of my other um one of my line brothers from UT and Mer, he actually did the program as me and we both did it in a year and a half together. So we really leaned on each other as far as like support and like taking at some point, uh, we took some of the same classes, but um, really as far as like encouragement, I, I tell you that like after a 10 page paper or like research, we were so exhausted and we're like, Oof, hit, it, hit each other up we're like let's go to mom margie's like we need a margin we need like distressed with tacos and um chichos? some chichos tacos so, no no <laughs> like, it, no mom margie's mama is, I, margie's all right I, I thought chichos was a thing in san antonio i guess i was wrong mama margie's is a thing in mama margie's all right that's that's the place okay yes. so um i know that uh you mentioned that it was a little a little tough for you know, undergrad and and grad school those first couple of uh, semesters. Um, after you got through that, uh, how did your family feel? Um, you know, after that, how did, did was your family able to support you after the? You know, you adapted to those changes. Um, yeah. So I think in undergrad, um, you know, I'm I'm the oldest out of my family. I'm the oldest girl. I'm the oldest cousin. Um, by you know even my next cousin's like five years younger than me so really um i'm closer to my aunts and uncles but really i i feel like um i'm very much a role model especially um to the youngest who just turned 12 and who's my goddaughter she's my cousin and goddaughter and um really just setting that tone to know that you can do this so when i graduated from texas state i think that was 
um, a big, it was, it was a big deal for my family. All my family came, such a great support system that I do have always encouraging, give me the best advice. Um, yeah. so much so that my, my Thea and Theo, um, and my other Thea actually went back to school. So my Thea went and got her RN. She's an RN now. Um, and then my other Thea went back to, they actually, my uncle and my aunt went back to UTSA and got their degrees. Um, so it was pretty exciting for me to see how I actually inspired them to go back to school. That's awesome. And, um, back in the day, they had like started, but they didn't finish. And I think that, I think seeing me go through that and like inspired them. And um, so, yeah, so it was really awesome for me to graduate with my master's because before I graduated, my uncle graduated with his bachelor's like the day before me. So it was awesome for me to um, be there for him. And then he was there for me and he's always been such a great support system for me and gives me the, the best advice. Um, and I, and I listen, you know, I right. listen. it's been awesome, but I think they were, they were all there again at my um, UTSA grad, graduation and it just felt awesome to have you know my family my friends there and um just having that support and then support from my line sisters as well and feel like we're super close so being being there for each other as far as like big moments in life you don't get right. that very often and share that with a lot of people so it's been great to like cherish cherish those moments with them and um you know, I take a lot of pictures, so I'm, that's a new project. <laughs> I, that's a project for me. I want to, you know, print them and yeah. have them up and really just a really good um, support system that I that, No, totally, totally. I, you know, I, I, do, I do follow you on Snap and I, I saw that your brother is heading to Texas State. This is going to be his first semester, right? Actually, it, he finished his first year, so it's, he's going into his second year. Holy moly. Yeah. Isn't that I crazy? Thought he, I thought he was going to, oh, man. It goes by fast. The um, fucking pandemic, it just, I know. <laughs> it just threw me off. It's, wow. It's, okay, so he's going into, but he's, he's at Texas State. Obviously, you were a huge inspiration for that. Uh, yeah. I think, I think when I was working at SACA, I had found uh, these, like, notebooks or something, and there was a picture of you and your family. And I think I sent it to you. I'm like, hey, did you know did. that you're in this? You used to have that? I want it. <laughs> I, I, I probably did. I probably have to dig through my archives. But that, yeah. was, that was really funny. But now he's a bobcat. That's awesome. And now he's a bobcat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I try not to put so much pressure on him either because I want him to find his own groove and path. But as far as support, you know, I'm always like, I work in higher ed, like, you know, talk to me, like, do you need help? And I know he, you know, even academic struggles are real, real, like really real. Yeah. I think for me too, like having to learn how to study as a first gen student was really It was hard. tough, wasn't it? Yeah, it was super tough. Like, you know, I, I feel like at least for my high school, they prepared me a good amount, but I think for other high schools, you might not get that privilege. Like, the, like I was in magnet school and, and that helped me a lot, but compared to, you know, just other, other high schools, they might not prepare you for everything you all, everything that college has to give and offer. So I think taking advantage of those academic opportunities or workshops, 
and how to study. And it seems so little, but it makes the biggest difference. Well, you, you kind of touched into the, the question that I was going to ask next was, uh, you know, what, what, what did you think or, or what do you think are some barriers and challenges that first-gen students, uh, I know you mentioned academics. I know, uh, you know, I, I didn't struggle as much and mainly it was because I went to community college first. Because right after, I sorry, I, I think I mentioned this in, in the previous podcast, but I originally applied to Texas State got denied. The lady said, bro, you don't have an SAT, ACT score. You graduated high school with a 2.5. What do you want me to do, man? Like, you can't just come in here, roll a room like that. She, and then she's all like, look, I recommend you go to Austin Community College. And so I did. And, and I think, you know, I was able to, you know, I was really disciplined because of my Marine Corps background. But just starting off in small classes helped out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started off in, in 15 to 20 people in the class. And I think that, that helped me out a lot. And I had a lot of one-on-one time with my professor. Uh, and then when I went to Texas State, when it was a fucking, you know, four or 500 people in the classroom at the OBJ Student Center, mm-hmm. like it was, it was tough, but, but at the same time, like I, like I knew, I knew what's up. I was like, I already done this. I, you know, this is just, you know. I took 1301 at ACC. This is just, you know, 1310. I, I'm taking 1320 or 1410. I don't know. But, you know, it's just part two. Like, it ain't nothing big. And and classes got smaller as, you you know, went to sophomore, junior, senior. Mm-hmm. By the time I was a senior, there was only, like, 10 people in my class. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, yeah, that's definitely academic challenges are a big thing. Uh, what other barriers, though? What other barriers do you think there are? Um, well, I think a part of it has to do also with like financial, financially, um, okay. you know, I was grateful that, um, I was offered uh, a lot of financial aid and I had gotten a scholarship. And so that hey. pretty much covered, yeah, that, you know, free money, get it, <laughs> get it if you can. Honestly, honestly. It's, it's tough. And, you know, I applied for a lot and out of maybe like the 10 to 15 scholarships like I applied to I got one I got one but that one really did help me for a good three years um um yeah and then my last semester I had to work I had to get a job on campus uh with work study and and do that and um right now I know my brother is kind of going through that financial struggle struggle and um I'm telling them hey you you know go get a go do work study if you can, or, you know, get a job. And, and some of these students have two to three jobs and it, it, it is a struggle. It is. But, um, I think just overcoming it, overcoming it and not being able, or if you can't, if you can not take out a loan, that'd probably be better. So, like another thing is people don't know how much of a loan they should take out. Some people take out way too much than they need, and then they're kind of screwed at the end once they're out of college. Right. Um, pay a big debt. Um, thankfully, again, I, I was grateful that I didn't have to take out a loan, any loans, actually. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, for undergrads. So I was, drinks, I was, drinks on you next time. Oh, we love Drinks on you. Um, so, yeah, and then for grad school, um, you know, I wish I knew more in grad school about opportunities um money wise you know like fellowships and stuff and i just wasn't as educated at that time for those those um 
programs that I ended up asking my grandma for to lend me money instead of getting that loan. And hey, then shout out grandma. I, yeah, shout out to my grandma because she really did help me. And um the the next two years after I got out of my master's program, I, I paid her back. So that was really nice. I didn't have to um, you know, pay any any interest or anything. But yeah, financial is, you know, one of the bigger struggles. I think also family roles. Um family you know, whether you're at the house or, you know, you're commuting um, or, or you just have those extra layers at home um, or you're worried about, you know, do they have enough to eat or brother and sister okay? Or um, do they have, you know, whatever the case may be back home, that could also play a role in being able to focus in school. Um, I think as well as, um, there's like the professional development as well um as far as once once you're kind of like learning different um as you're going through your college experience you're learning different things that help you kind of develop professionally like you're in if you're in orgs if you're right. going to workshops that are around um resume building or um etiquette dinners interviews. The what the etiquette the dinners, dinners yeah, yeah like like those are so important that yeah you know they they might host them all the time and you're like oh like that again or whatever but they really <laughs> put help like it's like the little things you know um I think uh, yeah no definitely joining those other orgs were really eye opening to a lot of people um especially so you know I'm not gonna lie like I had a pledge brother who will go nameless he didn't know how to send a letter through the post office. And I'm like, bro, are you serious? Uh, he had to write a letter to his old boss for something. And uh, and I told him, like, just go to the post office. And so he went to the post office. And then a few moments later, I went to the post office because I was getting my passport renewed for my study abroad because I, I studied abroad. I think I mentioned this a few, <laughs> a few times. <laughs> I mentioned That's this awesome, a few times. My... I wish I would have done that. I really do. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> uh, but, I, but I, uh, I was getting ready to uh, take my passport and everything and I saw him there and, and this was like two hours after I told him and I'm like, bro, is that, is that, you know, blank name? And then I called him, I'm like, Hey, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, um, I came to the post office. Uh, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, grab that envelope, go buy a stamp and then write a letter. And, 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 and they, he didn't know. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to help you out. And I helped him out and I hope he knows how to do it now. But, you know, there's little things like that, or, you know, how to dress, how to dress right for an interview. Like, I can't exactly. believe like LinkedIn pictures. That's another topic that I have to have with my, uh, so I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm also the uh, grad advisor for my, for my boys. And some of them I have to explain to them, like, dude, like you have to take a decent LinkedIn picture. You can't be. Yeah. You can't be having the instagram pictures there <laughs> right exactly you know yeah so little things like that and i and i think that um as well as you had mentioned something earlier and i and it left my mind but um what was it i mean we covered finance academics and now uh professionalism yeah there was something you said but i didn't i it's okay it'll come to me later um okay. 
but yeah, just like the barriers of, of, um, oh man, it's going to bother me, but I'm just going to keep rolling with it. (laughs) Just roll with it. Just roll with it. Um, okay. We said etiquette. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the etiquette, uh, running resumes, uh, it'll come to you. It'll come to you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so uh, let's go into this next question. Um, so I know um, a lot of first-gen students deal with imposter sy- syndrome. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what is your thoughts on that? And, and how, how can first-gen students deal with imposter syndrome? Or I guess yeah. real quick, how, how would you define imposter syndrome? Yeah, so um, I would define it as um, maybe feelings of like insecurity or self-doubt or trying to be perfect. Um, maybe it's also fear of belief that is less capable than their peers. Um, and so I think some ways it's, it's more of like a mental thing. Um, you know, you could be, you might be the best candidate for that job, but having those negative thoughts or negative self-talk can really possibly affect maybe how you go into that interview and if you crush it or not Hmm. so really how to overcome is really encouraging that positive self-talk that positive mindset um i think sharing your your experiences and your feelings normalizing like sharing your feelings with others and and knowing like hey you're not the only one going through this either there's other people that are feeling the same way as you and we that's how we relate that's how we relate to people and Mm -hmm. um really just focusing on that growth mindset as okay um you know i i i want to take that uh feedback or criticism maybe you didn't get that job that you wanted um but like how can you grow from that what maybe you're asking them their email, you know, could you provide me some feedback? Could you tell me, you know, ways to improve and having that open mindset um, is really what's going to help you grow as a person. And, and for that next time. um, And also we norm, we don't talk about this a lot and I am a big advocate for it is um, counseling and mental health services, um, whether people experience, um, anxiety or depression. I I talked a little bit about that. I I think that really did hit me specifically in college and I didn't really know, I had never uh, dealt with depression before and what that felt like. And then even later on anxiety, I I, I felt that feeling before. And, you know, I think mental health in our generation has just gone up so much. So we don't talk about it as much as as we should, especially in um, being Hispanic, um, I've had to have these conversations with my mom and my stepdad, as well as my dad, um, and how to kind of navigate those that the way they talk, or maybe it's just at home where, sorry, I'm kind of getting off topic here, but definitely like, you know, if sometimes parents could have that negative effect, like negative talk like and sometimes you have to be the one to step in and say hey um this is not okay with me I don't think that you should talk like that and I've had to have those conversations with my mom and how weird is that like as as an adult talking to your mom about how she's talking to you exactly like not to interrupt you or anything but but I am am. (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) no but I've I've had those conversations with them like 
So I grew up, you know, I, I admire both of my parents. And so every time I was lost or I needed guidance or I needed something, uh, someone, there was ever someone that I needed an answer from, I knew my mom and dad were always going to have the answer. And so going to college and obviously that right there, it felt a little weird because now I had, you know, more education than them. I was more literate and educated than them. And so coming back home and talking to them, uh, I, I, there was an argument with my mom. I had a lot of arguments with my mom and I, and, and I finally sat down with my mom like, look, we have to communicate and, and understand each other. Like there's going to be times where I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. Like you can't just start a conversation and expect me to know what the hell's going on. Like, I, I don't know if you don't tell me, you have to give me details. You have to, or, or there were times where she would like, you know, she would be like, Hey, we're going to your grandma's house or your uncle's house or whatever. And I'm like, you, like you're telling me five minutes now. Like, why didn't you tell me that? Like two days, three days ago. So I could plan around it. Mm-hmm. Cause then she'll blame me. She'll be like, Oh, so you see, you see how you are. You don't want to go to your grandma. You don't want to go see your, see your yeah. uncle. You don't want to see. And I'm like, I didn't know you were coming. Like, I didn't know you were going. Why didn't you tell me? Let's talk about this. Tell me weeks in advance. So I could plan around. It. I can't just cancel plans that I had made with, with, you know, Yep. With my beers? No, no, I'm kidding. Oh my <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but you know, sometimes I, I, I schedule, you know, lunches or like it, it's already hard. It's super hard to meet with somebody and go out with them that when you actually do plan something, you don't want to cancel it because you don't want to look that yeah. bad, right? So exactly. sometimes I would tell them all, like, mom, I'm supposed to go to, you know, I'm supposed to go camping this weekend. Or I'm supposed to go meet my friend in Austin. Like, you got to help me understand you. And, and it was weird having those conversations with them. Uh, just because I, I they've, they've always been the two go-to people. And now, you know, they're, they're, obviously they're going to be wiser than us, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. And, and that brings up a good point because again, like family is really big, like in, in our, um, in the Hispanic community right. or like, you know, just ethnicity. And um, that also brings like, those expectations from our parents to be home at a certain time or like do this and do that but when you go to college that's like a whole different ball game you have free time you can do whatever you want (laughs) like we're ready to get out of the house um so then also having those conversations when you do come back for thanksgiving break or christmas break and how does that look i remember experiencing that too when I came back home and I was like, my first semester, I was like, I can do whatever I want. Like, like, no, you're, you're in my house. You can't do whatever you what want. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? You're here. So, yeah. That's crazy. Um, I, I always, every time I went back home, even in the Marine Corps and in college, especially in college, because I was a little older, every time I came home, I still felt 17, 18. Um, and I, honestly, I felt that a little bit too when I was living with them because, you know, it just brings so many memories. It, yeah and and you know I I I moved back too I I had moved in to my parents for a little bit just to save money during grad school and then a little bit after just so I could save money to buy this house but um yeah I mean it wasn't bad but also I'm like I don't want y'all in my business (laughs) don't worry about it nosy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I was like yeah I'm ready to get up I love them to death, but I definitely need that. No, I, I completely understand you. I mean, I just moved out too, so I com- I completely get you. Oh, I remembered my thought from there. Early. Here it is. Let's go. Let's go. What you, is it? You touched on c- 
you touched on cleaning or you touched on the post office, but what triggered my mind was people also sometimes might not know how to cook or clean. Nope. Like it's the first time going to college and maybe parents have done that for them all their lives. I know my parents, like my mom is such like a selfless person. So she will do everything before she gives chores to my brothers and sisters. And then she gets mad that. Yeah, but, um, but no, so like, I think, you know, we talked about this with my, with my students as well. It's just sometimes like this the first time, are they going to survive with ramen or are they going to survive with cooking a meal? Like they really have to learn how to make meals on their own and, you know, how to wash their clothes. Maybe mom and dad wash that, them. That, you know, believe like, believe it or not, I hear those stories time after time after time that students uh, don't know how to, like, they don't even know, they don't even know they're supposed to separate their whites and colors. They don't even know what to use. Luckily, fucking Tide made it easier because I got to throw it into the pod now. But then they started eating them. So, <laughs> no, no, but, but uh, it's getting easier. Uh, but, you know, some of those kids don't. They don't know. And I, and I met, you know, I met plenty of them, uh, but, but they do learn, they do mm-hmm. seek out for help. And luckily there's, you know, a kid or two that, that shows them the rope, you know? Yeah, for sure. I remember, um, I didn't know how to cook the basic, just chicken myself. I don't, I don't know how to, I still don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and my roommate showed me how, so I was just like, you know, you pick up, you pick up things as pick up things from other people yeah. from other people and you, you learn certain things and that's part of the experience and everyone has their own unique experience and journey and, and you got to celebrate that a little bit of course of course um all right so i got one last question just to wrap up this segment here okay. um i'm going to combine these two questions that i have but do you have any advice for college students whether they're just regular college students or first-gen students, but do you have any tips for them so that they could go to college successfully and graduate and, and even empower them? Like, do you have any, any of those tips that you want to share on the record? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, I definitely do. I taking advantage of opportunities um, such as, and such as like workshops. I know for instance, like we do like my, own department hosts a lot of workshops um and sometimes I feel like students don't utilize it as much as they should and I always yeah. question why not like what what's the disconnect you know but like seriously like it's so much benefit of going even if it's a one-time thing like go to them go go join orgs and mm-hmm. um do a mock interview update your resume and like learn what's the best practices for the resume and what to share out in an interview. And um, I think for that, like finding, finding, um, I guess in that whole empowerment question that you kind of asked was like, is also like um, finding that one professor or staff that you connect with, whether that's at their office hours or whether that's, you know, just working with them. I, that's basically one of my joys is connecting with my students, connecting with them and, and creating those, um, those relationships. Um, very much so that, 
you know, it's kind of long lasting even after they graduate. So, um, and, and, and one day you might need, need them for a reference or grad school yep. um, reference. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's very helpful to build those relationships with not only staff, but faculty. Um, faculty, as far as, you know, if you do want to go to grad school or that PhD program, you're going to need references from academic sources. So definitely um, making those connections. And, and um, again, I think even in the job, like getting ready as you're graduating, um, I feel like one piece of advice that my professor in grad school gave me was, you're going to get a lot of no's before you get that one yes and trust the process. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where. Yeah, well, I mean, to add on on that, I think, uh, you know, I, I obviously don't have uh, higher higher ed experience. Well, I mean, working, but kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of. But I, I didn't go to grad school. Uh, I, I hope to one day. But I think just as someone who already experienced college, the only advice I could give is one to all you little freshmen out there, <laughs> little rascals. <laughs> no, but to, 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 to any college student or freshman, whatever, no one gives a damn. No one's going to give a fuck what you wear. No one's going to care if you're at that party. No one, literally no one gives a damn. Step out of your comfort circle, meet yes. new people. Uh, yes. You know, I, I, one of my, one of my best mates that I met, he went up to me and all he did was just, I, I sort of got, at first I, I was a little weirded out, but I got to know the, the kid and, and, and we became best friends. We still keep in touch to this day. He uh, didn't graduate college, but anyways, all he did was we were eating at lunch. He was by himself. I was by himself during new student orientation. He turned around. He's like, Hey man, uh, I'm by myself. You're by myself. You just want to eat lunch together. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, dude. Introduced himself and turned out to be one of my best best dudes um no one cares if you like something go for it don't be afraid to ask for help i think that's the number one thing don't be afraid to ask for help and if you are embarrassed just stay at the at the end of class and talk to your professor like bro like i didn't i didn't get it what are you talking about like explain it know to me that, yeah know that everyone is probably has the same question as you so like don't feel embarrassed or just get that out of your head like i'm sure like you probably have like the best question that someone else wanted to know too and they were scared as well so um yeah, yeah I, I agree step out of your comfort zone um definitely do things that you wouldn't do i think college is a great experience um you learn different you learn a lot about your people around you friends you make their um backgrounds ethnicities where they came from and I think it's just a great experience to just I, I, build upon. I think people will be surprised how, like, even if, even if we come from different backgrounds, you'll, I think you'll be surprised how similar we are. Like, you'll be surprised how similar our culture is to Asian culture, Black culture, to, you know, all kinds of cultures. You'll be surprised how similar, like, we are. And, um, yeah, yeah, step out of your, your damn comfort circle. Even if you're in Greek life, I used to tell this to my guys. Yeah, you're in Greek life. I guess that's enough for you. But, no, like push it out more, push it out more. How can you be a campus leader? Or if you don't want to be a leader, how can you be involved in your major at least? Like be involved in the career field you want to be in because that's going to open up your doors. I mean, just the, the last episode, I had my buddy Ricardo who's been reaching out to someone uh, who was in his field and has helped them 
get interviews or, you know, I think he got an internship through him. So keep those connections open and reach out. I cannot tell you enough to reach out. I don't think I would have gotten my job or where I'm at if I didn't reach out to alumni um, for help. Because what happened was I had a resume. It was hot shit. I went to Texas State's resumes. uh was the career services. They checked it. They're like, this is a solid resume. And I'm like, it can't be solid. I'm not getting replies. I'm not getting internship offers. Like, what's wrong with my resume? And they're like, I don't know. Like, it looks good. And I'm like, you know what? I, I asked my uh, advisor at the time. Uh, her, name, her name was Kelsey. I asked her. I'm like, she, she was a grad student too. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting anything. Oh, shit. It was my phone. I thought it was your phone ringing the whole time. No, my phone's been ringing. Oh, ATL, I'm doing I told, a, them, I told them that I would call them right back. ATL, I'm doing a podcast. Like, they're all calling me. I don't know what's going on. He said it was an emergency. AT, <laughs> I'm doing a podcast right now with, with Crystal. I know. Thanks for, thanks for answering. We're, we're, we're recording the podcast. I'll talk to you later so you can do your podcast. Oh, my God. I said, are you doing it with Crystal? Yeah, I'm doing it with Crystal. Crystal's on the podcast right now. I'll call you right back. Yeah, I'm here. Because you answered and she ignored my call. Well, no, no, no. It, it, it comes on my screen. It comes on my screen. That's what <laughs> she was being a good host. I, I'm, I'm, I'm being a bad podcast. Okay, no, now she wants. Hold on. We have a question. It's very important. All right, all right. Let's get on the podcast. He said pause. Pause. Yes. Hey, do you remember Carlos' wedding? Yes. Ooh, okay. Okay, you remember the bartender? We called him Don Omar, right? Yes. Right. Where was he from Houston? I think so. I think he was. <laughs> what? I think he was from Houston. For, yeah. <laughs> That's how we bonded. I yeah. remember. Okay, thanks, Crystal. Bye. <laughs> so I asked my advisor, Kelsey, at the time. Uh, I was like, um, I know like you check my resume, you think it's great. Career services thinks it's great, but I'm still not getting any calls for internships or anything like that. And she kind of, you know, kind of walked me through and she's like, maybe you should reach out to alumni in your field and see what they think of your resume. And I was like, Whoa, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went and I, I, um, I went on LinkedIn and I, I had an idea of where I wanted to work at my dream uh, workplaces, dream companies that I want to work at. And I found out that there was alumni, alumni, and a lot of them were, you know, a little far off. Like they graduated in 2005 or 2000 or whatever. But I had found one that had graduated probably like two or three years before. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not like, that's not too far off. We probably had the same professors. Like let mm -hmm. me hit her up. And, and I gave her my resume and she like, She's like, hey, like this is too much to type. Like, <laughs> let's just let's just have a call. And she like edited through it, and I'm like, wow. Like, and so I had her, and then I met another alumni at an alumni dinner. Uh, uh, she was working in Austin, and her too. Like, they both like tore up my resume, and they both said the same shit. And like after that, I like fixed it, honed it, and and I was getting job interviews. Uh, I got I got an internship and then that internship turned into well it didn't turn into a job, but it turned you know, it, it landed me a job, right? Yeah. I got to 
that that experience alone like says a lot and I want to share one of my experiences too at like grad school like after grad school um you know like I knew how to interview for a job but I think specifically for higher ed is just a little bit different and um again kind of like uh, kind of similar to your experience um you know I had a good resume I was getting interviews like left and right it was more chill out it, sorry, <laughs> no, but, but no, it was more of the interview itself, you know, um, and that's really where I, I learned a lot. And I ended up using and, and using UTSA as like a, a source and, and someone who helped me. And, and um, after that, after I did like a couple mock interviews, I felt more confident and just like, you know, just he really just helped me out. and gave me good advice and, and prepped me for it. And, um, and then I got that job in Oklahoma and, and then, you know, coming back, I had used them again. I was just like, I just, I feel good, but I just want to make sure, you know, I'm good. And, um, just as the confident has that, have that confidence. And, um, I got this job, but again, like, I think just prepping for it, um, those little things really make a difference. And that's speaking from my experience, like, again, like, you could have the best resume, but if you're not producing that in person, like you're not going to get your point across and you're not going to, if you're not selling yourself in these, in what all that you have done, then they're, you know, they're going to pass you up and whatnot. But also I think, I also think like, okay, that, that was, that also might not have been a fit for me too, even if I was doing good, like maybe also like this was just, what I, what was meant to happen? I was supposed to leave Texas, so it kind of goes hand in hand, I think. But I I definitely think like having that practice helps a lot, and also like resume, like use career services, please, because it's really a helpful resource as as far as others as well. Yeah, no doubt. I think uh, I mean I mean to summarize it, we said a lot of stuff. You know, get out of your comfort circle, uh, reach out to people that I mean, you're not the first, you're not the first Hispanic or the first Asian or the first Middle Eastern or whatever it is, you're not the first one to go to college. So reach out, even if it's, you know, your friend's friend or or whatever it is, don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, Use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a really professional app. I know it's kind of sketchy to reach out someone on, on Facebook or Instagram. So, so use LinkedIn. Like that's a professional app. Like that's what what LinkedIn's for. Um, You know, use all your your college resources i mean i'm pretty sure every university has some type of services like uh career services or or you know the slack where you know how would i explain the slack like academic uh help you know whatever it is use those resources reach out to people like crystal who work for the office of first generation and student center first generation and transfer student like use all of them like and and you know what the best part is about those events is they always have free food. Like they do, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like come on. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, I I I hope you guys. I wish you guys a, a first of all a great semester. And uh, you guys, any guys, any questions? Crystal, do you mind if they reach out to you? Uh, can you share yes. your Instagram or in Twitter? Okay, not Twitter. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> not Twitter. Um, Instagram, yeah, that's fine. Or um, they could always email me. Um, I'm on the UTSA website. Okay, UTSA website. Uh, um, 
Should, should I kick? Is it all right? If, or do you want to shout it out right now? You know? Oh, uh, my email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just, uh, <laughs> um, it's crystal.martinez at utsa.edu. And it's uh, with the C. With the C, not the K. Yeah. C R I S T. No. Oh my God. See, I did it on purpose. I wanted it to. All right. C R Y S T A L dot Martinez. With a Z. Yes. With a Z. At UTSA.edu. Dot edu. Or just, if you're you're too lazy, just Google Kristen Martinez UTSA. I'm sure she'll pop up. Yes, I will. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Any questions y'all have or just want to reach out? Please do. I, I talk to people all the time. I talk sometimes, um, um, you know, parents have questions. I talk to them. Um, I actually met someone who was in California who was about to transfer. Um, that was a really good experience. I, I got to Zoom with them. So any questions or whatnot, like I, I'm working right now so from home, but I will help in any way possible. Any That's advice? Awesome. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. So all y'all students out there, don't be shy. Anybody that's thinking of going back to school, also don't be shy. It's never too late. No, no, no. I, I, you know, people think that it's never too late. Like I said, um, from my family experience as well, like there, my uncle is way older and he went back to school and got his degree and, you know, my aunt as well. So it's never too late. You, You see a lot of different age groups and I'm no, telling you, yeah. no one in college gives a fuck dude like no mm-hmm. one gives a fuck uh I, and i think that was one of my first things like, i remember like my first day i was trying to look all good i had to get my bricks brothers shirts pressed my <laughs> my chubby shorts press you know what i'm saying uh, but no one gave a damn like no one gives a damn uh all right so that was uh that was a that was a good good uh session there right. crystal we're now moving to what i like to call the closeout Q and A. It's time to get intimate. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just, <laughs> uh, but no, these are five questions that I asked all my guests. I, I like to get these answers. I like to to hear their uh, POV, their point of view, and uh, let's go from there. So, Crystal, what was the worst job you ever had? Um, you know, I feel like I've had pretty good jobs. I, I I started at Forever 21 when I was 16 and then worked my way to, to management um, by like 22. And I will say though, I think it was more about the experience that I okay. had when I was a manager, I would say. Um, I think more or less of um, when you have a leader who doesn't know how to be a leader. Um, oh, those, those are the worst. Yeah. Um, or is not. Um, collaborative leadership that's why they need to do true colors or uh yeah true colors or (laughs) what's what's the other one it's true colors and then i've done strengths quest um that one's really good yeah that one's really good i've done both of those i mean there's a lot of different i've done um oh man i don't remember but there was orange blue yellow and red i think i think and a lot of my Uh, friends uh, were green Green. Okay. Is that Strength Quest? Am I thinking? No, that is True Colors. Uh, yeah. Strength Quest has 34 strengths and you have, it's like on a scale and um, that's right. Five okay. are your top. Yeah. 
Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Five are your top. And then, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. You have 10 that interchange, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The top 10 interchange. But yeah, I think just the experience about that. I don't, I mean, I think I've always had really good work environments. I feel did, like, I think if you, anything, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, at Forever 21, did you work at uh, Black Friday? I did. I always did. Yeah. Uh, I actually start. So I started when I was 16 in the downtown San Antonio. Oh, wow. You started young. I started very young. It was my first job, first interview. It was like a group interview too. I was young. And then, um, I've never done a group interview. That's why do they do that? That's intimidating. I should. I don't know. It it was just what they did. (laughs) (laughs) I I heard of them. Oh my God. Did yeah. all, your peers get them? The people that were interviewing with you? I don't know. I wasn't worried about them. I was worried about me. Hey, I'm, I'm trying to get <laughs> I was the, trying to get the job. <laughs> <laughs> need the money. <laughs> no, I didn't need the money, but I just wanted my own. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you know, you can't rely on allowance, or, especially at 16, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I just wanted to make my own money. I like to save, so I was just trying to save up. But, yeah. um, but yeah, no, um, and then I actually opened the San Marcos one. I helped open that one that's there, the Forever wow. one. And then, yeah, I came back to the two-story one here in San Antonio, and that one was crazy times, a lot of changes when I came back, but I had worked there for a while, too. So it was cool. It was a good experience, but I'm glad, um, I'm glad I, I was able to start working at UTSA and get that experience in higher ed. Well, I mean, I mean, I think, I think it shows that uh, you have really good loyalty to to a place, even though sometimes the leadership ain't there. You you still remain loyal to to Forever Twenty One, or you you did for Forever Twenty One. I did. You, still, you know, you that's, a, that's another thing that that uh, you know, sometimes if when it's like a toxic environment, you have to learn when to let go, and I think I had to learn that in that experience. Uh, what what the bad experience i guess was yeah the end of that you had to like all right you know what yeah i had to figure out like okay this is not for me anymore like i i i'm loyal enough but i'm also like this ain't it this so ain't i have this to ain't go it, chief. yeah i gotta go do something else that makes me happy so wow. I all right going on to my second question here what is your favorite meal to cook and, and why I, I know you learned how to cook chicken. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> shout out to your roommate <laughs> in college. For real. Um, I actually really like to cook. I, I I feel like the past couple of years I've been cooking a lot more just because I feel like for me it's therapeutic and it just, you know, it's a time for myself and just whatnot. I love, I love being on Pinterest and finding new recipes. Um, my favorite though, I love Italian food. So I like making like bow tie chicken Alfredo pasta. And I love anything that has to do with buffalo, but specifically like the buffalo chicken pasta baked is really, really good that I love to make. You know what? I think uh I think you need to go to Italy. It's gonna be a really eye opener for you. I do, I know. I, I need there, to go. I, I, there's no place in Italy where you'll find chicken alfredo at all or spaghetti and meatballs it's on my bucket list it's on your bucket list okay yeah I need to go one day but if COVID could just chill out a little (laughs) hey chill out chill out bro (laughs) I think it's just Americans I think it's Americans who can't figure it out 
Yeah, that's, but that's another conversation. <laughs> that's another convo. That's another convo. Okay, so, all right, you know, forget the pandemic, forget all the stress. Let's say you're independently wealthy. You got the stacks, you got the racks, you got the money to spend. You don't have to work. You don't have to hustle. None of that. What would you do with your time? Um, ooh. House is paid off. House is paid off. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely hire a trainer, a nutritionist. Okay. <laughs> and um, I would love to just travel the world. I think that'd be like the best thing. Go on different hikes, um, check out like different mountains, different nature oh, okay. stuff. That's interesting. Um, yeah, honestly, I hadn't really been that much of like a nature person until like no? Past couple years, the past couple years, um, just getting more into it and and whatnot. But yeah, definitely like you know traveling to different places if I could, I would. And I just, I just want my one of my goals is to try to go to each state at least once in my life. So that's a good goal. I'm like kind of almost halfway there. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a great goal to have. I think a lot of people underestimate America and the United States and the beautiful parks the national parks that it has to offer um usually a lot of people would say you know i want to travel to europe or asia but you said travel here in the states well no no and travel the world oh no okay okay i'm sorry but but you you focus i guess what i was attracted to was that you said uh you know i want to see nature like i want to see nature which which is i mean i think both (laughs) all right all right all right both both it is you said you said uh i don't have to work Yeah, no, uh, I, I uh, you know, I think this is a good time to, to talk about what I've been doing lately. I've been doing a lot of camping. I've been doing a lot of going out. Uh, I, actually, <laughs> dude, I should because we all like, I'm going to invite you next time. Next yeah, week. sure. I, I definitely want to do more stuff like that. Like, um, I've been wanting to go to Enchanted Rock. I haven't, I was supposed Let's to do go it. the weekend. Let's but... do it. I'll, I'll send you a Facebook. We'll do it. I have yeah, a- for sure. I know you have to do a request. <laughs> like, you have to pay in advance and you have to like reserve no no but. no uh so so i have a group of friends uh we are are all into you know we're all into that and so we plan a camping trip and awesome. uh, we we started our own little group we joked around at first like oh we're gonna make our own little club and it's, you know it's gonna be called D and all this stuff but now we're like actually like all right we're getting ready for our second trip we're getting ready for our third trip and it's and it's it's literally turned into a club and i'm like wow like this is great That's awesome so That's great i've been going here to in san antonio to either eisenhower um or um i think it's called frederick if i'm not mistaken um i've been going to those uh yeah. the past couple times yeah so but i'm definitely trying to do other stuff to go out and explore for sure for sure all yeah, right go. let me know i'm gonna let you know for sure i'm gonna uh, if i'm planning the trip out there in uh, central texas i'll hit you up sounds great Pre, uh, uh, what is the pre pre party? The uh, uh, fight. What do we call it? Sorry, I'm, I'm... pre game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just left my mind. I'm wearing I'm wearing this uh, vintage shirt. So I, you know, I got that dad mind. I'm like, what do you kids call? You look like you're, you look like you're a dad. Thank you. I I, I don't know. If it, is like it dad uh, dad pick right there. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, who is someone, question number four, 
who is someone you look up to and why? Yeah, I think that's a hard one. I, I feel like I look up to my grandma um, a lot, but I think right now, I think I, I definitely look up to my mom as well. Um, she raised, she was a single mom for nine years and raised me and her, and it was always me and her. Um, she is, uh, I think like growing up, it, I, I saw a lot in her as far as like, since she was a single mom, having to have, um, and going through some struggles as well, but like really getting the mindset from her of like, Hey, um, you don't rely on anyone else. You rely on yourself and just making sure that like, I have things on my own and really instilling that, um, you know, you, you hold yourself up and you don't let anyone talk to you down or whatnot. And like having a voice, um, I think throughout like growing up, um, since she was a younger mom, she wanted to like have fun and go out and party or whatever. I think throughout her time too, she, you know, I, she had, everyone makes bad decisions at some point in their life. And I think during the time as, as I was getting teenage years, um, she made some decisions that I kind of, in that time point, like kind of like resented, um, her a little bit, but I think with the power of like prayer and for me, my faith is, is really big. And so for me, just like praying about it, um, and just keeping my faith, um, she really has turned her life around like a whole 360 and, um, she's like more active in church and just like, I feel like now as I'm older, um, I value our relationship a lot more. And I feel like finally, like I have, we have been able to like grow, um, and grow our relationship. And, um, she truly is someone who gives unconditional love and is very selfless. And even when I've been at my lowest point in my life, I feel like she's always stood by my side and never has really judged me, but always like has been there for me and would do anything for me. And I think that that's someone who I truly look up to and and strive to be. Um, she's also a, a nine-year survivor of um, rectal cancer, and so I also wow. feel it's another layer of during that time um, in college. Actually, I was in college. I was it was like my sophomore year of college, and she was dealing with this back home. So it was hard to like be in college, study and focus, but then go back to like help her out or help my brothers and sisters out as well. So just having that strength to like, then that resilience of I can do this and I cannot leave this. Like, I can't leave yet. Like I, I need yeah. my baby to like grow up and like whatnot um, has really been like the strength for me. Well, yeah, Krista, it's always good to have these uh, figures to look up to and, and to continue to looking up to and, and learn from. Um, I think your mom and grandma are a great choice. Uh, going into question number five, and this is the last question. Uh, so you can tell ATL and ask me to stop texting you. <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Um, all right. Number five. Uh, so this, you know, this is really laid back, chill. Uh, you know, what movie or, you know, what book or, or what have you been binging on Netflix, Hulu, whatever, or a podcast? Uh, yeah. What, what have you been binging and, and, would you recommend it and why? I guess let me go far as do you want to hear books or you want to hear 
shows? Which shows uh, whatever you want. Okay, so um, right now, Netflix, I actually just finished watching Married at First Sight. <laughs> Whoa, I, what is that? I never heard of it. You've never seen it. No, is that the 90 Day Bright thing? No, no. Okay, this is wrong show, where, right? Yeah, no, this is where I had never seen it. I, I just saw it on Netflix and I was like, oh, okay, I'll take a look. And basically, um, have you seen Love is Blind on Netflix? No. Okay, well, it kind of has a similar I, concept. I just watched The Office on Netflix. <laughs> you watch The Office? I've watched some, but I, I feel like I need, I need to get into it. My brother watches it all the time. I just, Great. I, That'd I be award-winning. Yeah, I need to. I need to. But I, I know it's funny. Like, every time he shows me, but I just haven't sat down and watched it. <laughs> but um, basically, um, it's where um, they kind of, they match they match you up with someone like from experts and um you don't know who this person is what they look like anything like that and you get to your you get married what yeah you get married without seeing them and the day of the wedding is when you actually see them it's like an arranged and marriage it's like an arranged marriage yeah Holy yeah and shit. the experts um like they go through a series of questions to pair you and um yeah, it was it was interesting. It was it was pretty cool actually in a weird way. I was like this. Or do they follow the couples? Like are they happy? Like fuck, dude, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, so there was a couple like I don't want to give too much information because what if someone wants to see it? But um there are some successful marriages that happen and then also some. not so huh? Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, it just kind of depends. But um yeah, I had also watched Indian Matchmaker, which was pretty cool too. I don't know what's up with me in these shows, but <laughs> I, <think laughs> I watch a lot shows. of movies too. Don't get me wrong. No, no, you like you like love shows. Uh, I matching like everybody. love shows. I, I, to be honest, though, like the whole compatibility and like uh, dating and all that is really interesting. Uh, I, no, no, I, I like it's not weird. I, I think like we all think about it like fuck. Like, when am I going to settle down and be serious or? What if I never settle down and I'm never serious? I think we've had this conversation before. It's we had this conversation. And I, I, uh, I've, it's funny because I reference this, this conversation that we're talking about. I referenced it in my, my very first pilot episode, how we would be at the bar and talk about like mm -hmm. dating and all this. And it was actually one of the huge inspirations to the show. So and I think I told you, I'm like, Chris, yeah. I'm about to start a podcast. And you're like, that's what we talked about. I was like, yeah, you, <laughs> you ATL, uh, dude, it was the last time you were here in December. Yeah. Yes. Cause I started the podcast in January. Yeah. Okay. So last time we were here, we were sitting down, we were talking about it. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm doing it. That's uh, awesome. but no, no, no. I, you know what? That's one topic that I've haven't, uh, touched on. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna touch that topic pretty soon. Do it. Dating yeah. and uh, love life. Uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> you're gonna be sitting on the Zoom just quietly. There you go. <laughs> Live audience. Um, no, 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 no. I, I. Some people like to watch those type of shows, or, or if you're like me, I like to watch rom coms to to fill that void. <laughs> I guess. I like comedy as well. I love comedy. What do, you, what are you watching that's comedy um you know i can't i can't tell you right now <laughs> you say brooklyn 99 i'm gonna be mad no i'm kidding oh no, 
Um, wait, wait, you didn't mention books. What books are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Let me, um, so I recently, so, okay, okay. Uh, pandemic happened probably like a couple months ago. Um, have you heard the book Relationship Goals by Michael Todd? No. Okay, well, this is Got it. That's it. Ah, oh, you know what? I, I seen this picture trending. Maybe it was on my Instagram that you saw. Yeah, that's it. That's where he's exactly um, where I saw him. <laughs> yeah, so it's about uh, dating, marriage, and sex. And basically, um, yeah, you know, basically it talks about like intentional dating and um, intentional dating. Wait, wait, what intentional is it? dating, yeah. Isn't all dating intentional? I mean, you would be surprised. Some people just want to date recreation. What is it like? Recreational dating? Oh. Like. Okay. Yeah, like, okay. you know, um, so it talks about that. Um, it talks about like how to move from mistakes you've made in the past. And then it also focuses uh, your relationship with God. Um, it was a really, it's a really good book. And I think like every time I read it, there's only like nine chapters. And every time I read it, I like read it in like nine. Well, I give myself like a week and a half, but I mean, it's, it's a pretty easy read. And so I recommend it. Um, it makes you think about, it makes you think about your own self and just kind of like reflect on your own self. Um, I would also say an advice, another one that I would give is, um, have you ever read The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman? No. Okay. What's I think about? you should read this book too. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're going we're gonna to start a book club. We're going to start a book club. Um, so this one focuses on the five love languages, um, words of affirmation, access service, receiving gifts, quality time, physical touch. Um, we all, as, as humans, we all like, we all have a preference in, right. in these five love languages. And sometimes um, it, it, it's more of like focuses how you give and receive love and right. out of those five. Um, and sometimes you not you might not be able to know your partner's love language, but once you figure that out, then it kind of like you understand the relationship a little bit better. I um, when I read this uh, three years ago, they, there's even like a little quiz at the back that you can self do and mm -hmm. self evaluate. Yeah, yeah, self evaluate. Um, I definitely know my tops, um, and I you know, know your tops. Yeah. <laughs> that's good that's good because a lot of you know a lot of women don't know the type of guys that they're going for well it's not really about like the type oh, the, the type of guys or like like the qualities or, or what do you mean no this is just more of like how you receive love it's more of like a self oh uh, okay okay but it also makes you realize that the other person might receive love in a different way so like for instance for example like in a past relationship like I knew in that like a couple years ago, and and you you change, you evolve. Um, but in that time frame, um, I was very like my number one was like gifts. So like for me, I was just like buying gifts, buying gifts because I wanted gifts. Like that's how I wanted to receive <laughs> love, right? Um, but it but like that person was more like words of affirmation or acts of service. So they were like doing stuff for me. And I was just like, oh, thanks. But like, like a, like a nice date or yeah, like, or, yeah. Or like, um, like for instance, a like a, a water bottle, like, like if they were thirsty, they got a water bottle, but then they brought me one. 
That's, you know what I mean? A, that was a big deal for them. Yeah, that was like an act of service. Right. But it wasn't, and, you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, thanks. But sure. like, I wasn't being cautious and aware of, hey, this is how they want to be treated as far as their love language goes. Uh, does that make sense? Okay, okay. Yeah, so, now, now it does. Yeah, so stuff like that. Um, so it's you a pretty know, good book. And it's an easy read, too. You know what? I think if you like those books, I I, I read, uh, man, this was a few years back. This book was probably published in 2014, 2015. I don't remember. It's called Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari. Love Aziz. I don't know if you know who that is. Do you, do you know? That? I do. I do know who that is, but I, I've never read this book, but I'm going to write it down. So he wrote a book called Modern, sorry, Modern Love, and it's about dating in the 21st century with like, you know, social media and like apps and like, uh, it's, it's really good. It was really good. He paired up with a few, I think it was, it was a sociologist or a few sociologists. I don't remember, but he paired, it was a scientific research book for sure, but it's an easy read. Cause he like, like when you read it, you hear his voice, I guess, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. That's, that's how reading works. Uh, but it's a really great book. Uh, really teaches you a lot about, how it was like dating for, you know, our grandparents, our parents to us now and how it could be in the future. So really great book, really, really eye opening. And, and it's, it's worth a read. It's definitely worth a read. Um, I read it because uh, it's disease and I'm like, let me see, let me see this thing. Uh, but I think now as I get older and, and I get serious about dating, I was like, Oh, I was like, you know what? I, I watched this show. Do you, have you, have you seen this show? Modern romance? Is it? No, no, no. Master of None. No. Where is that on? Netflix. I know you got Netflix, so don't lie. What is it called? Master of None. Okay. You got to watch it. Two okay. seasons. First season is in New York. Second season starts in Italy, but ends in New York. You got to watch it. And I think I just ruined the last episode for you for season one. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> watch it. I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm always down to hear some other things. But yeah, that's kind of like what I'm, I guess where I'm at. Maybe maybe that's why I like this stuff, because it's like the age and where I'm at right now. So yeah, yeah. Well, for I'm sure. Chilling. You're chilling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, kind of, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Krista. Well, that was the last question I had for you. So thank you very much for joining us in the pod. We had a great time. And uh, thank, you. thank you for inviting me. And of course, this is awesome. Hopefully, we'll see each other soon. Maybe, maybe during the pandemic or after. I don't know. It's 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 a hit or miss right yeah. now. So I know Houston is crazy, and so is here. Not gonna lie. So yeah, just trying to take care of ourselves right now. Yeah, for time. sure. But yeah, well, no, I truly appreciate you inviting me. For I sure, this. this is awesome. Well, best of luck this semester, and uh, hopefully we'll see each other soon. Awesome. All right.